Let's pray. Let's pray together, everybody here and online. Lord, I thank you, God, for everything that you've done and everything that you're going to do. Come on, somebody pray with faith. Lord, I thank you, God, Lord, that the best days are ahead of us. And it's difficult to say that. But God, we can say it because you could do it. And Lord, we thank you, God, Lord, that we're going to see brighter days, better days, our best days. You're going to turn our sorrow to joy, our mourning to dancing. You're going to give back what the enemy took. And Lord, I thank you, God. There's a word of encouragement. There's a word that's going to be made flesh today, tangible for so many to receive. And I thank you, God, for what you're about to do. God, you're going to do a great and mighty work. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Stay standing here and online as I read the word of God to you in reverence to his word. Luke chapter 19. I'm going to read 10 verses. That's more than normal. Don't check out on me, okay? Y'all with me? I'm going to read 10 verses. And I want you to hear them because this is going to bless your spirit. In Luke chapter 19, uh, Luke writes about a story about a man named Zacchaeus. He's the only of the four Gospels. So Matthew, Mark, and John did not write this story. Now the message in that is sometimes you're going to hear from God and see things other people don't see. And that's good. That doesn't make it less powerful or important. It means that God's got something special that he needs you to communicate and only you can do. And so he says, Luke, I want you to write this down because all of these, while they had many writers, had one author. And the Holy Spirit spoke to each and every one of these men to, to, to pen the gospel that is immutable and infallible. So we see this, and I, when, when we read, I want you to hear the power in this scripture. It says, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, just like the song, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was the chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought out to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran, everybody say run, run. ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up, everybody say look up, and saw him and said to Zacchaeus, make haste, young man, come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste, oh, quickly, people, and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained. And they said, he has gone to be with a guest who, of a man who is a sinner. I wonder if I have any sinners who've been saved in this place. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I have given half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anybody by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus spoke to him and said, Today salvation has come to this house, because he is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you, God, that you came to save that which was lost. You came to redeem that which was taken. And I thank you, Lord, that everything the enemy took, God, you're going to bring it back. God, you're bringing salvation and blessing and increase and favor and stature and identity. Lord, encouragement and strength and joy. Where the enemy took hope, God, you're about to pour it fourfold over people. I thank you, God, for what you have done and what you're about to do. And I thank you for that declarative promise over our life today and that it rings true 2,000 years later. And, and I pray, Lord, that you would anoint me as, as your servant submitted to your will to preach your word today and humbly follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, God, Lord, that I might accomplish the assignment for which you have me on. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. Let's give God some praise one more time. You may be seated here and online. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of church today and starting December off strong. 
Uh, God's got a good word for you, and I'm excited to share it with you. This is the beginning of our Bridge Builders series. So everybody say that with me, Bridge Builders. Bridge builders. Yeah, we're some Bridge Builders in here. We know how to build. You get callous on your hands from building things, and, and you learn how to work, and you learn how to put some backbone into it and do what God has called you to do. I, I don't know if you remember the movie Last Samurai. Am uh, I guys who like to, I like to, I like my movies. So that Last Samurai. Uh, he's getting ready to go over to Japan to train some soldiers uh, and what he's going to do he says he's writing in his journal and he says this seems to be the only job for which I am suited Uh, and I love that line because I think that's very true for each and every one of us there are some things you go through in life and some things you've been through in life and it feels like it's on repeat and, and, and then all of a sudden, there's a moment in your life that you're like, it feels like I'm meant to do stuff like that. You ever dealt with a lot of crazy people at once? And you're like, what is going on here? It's, this seems to be it's the only job for I am suited. Like I, and you, you build. For me, it was launching out from my family and going to Arizona, where none of my family were, and launching into ministry school where I knew nobody. And then I began to plow a road for ministry and understand who I am in Christ. And then God said, okay, now go plant a church in Lake Havasu, start in the living room with nobody. And we planted a church in Lake Havasu. And then God called me up here and it was me, Emily, and our contractor. His name was Rusty. That was also kind of his personality, but it was him. And he was there and we, were, we started. I'm just kidding, Rusty. Love you, man. We started this ministry, and it grew from three people. And now God can. We started a prison ministry. There wasn't anybody doing that, and we said, "Okay, let's start prison." No one is speaking to our police officers, and God called me in there and said, "I want you to do leadership development with the police department." And God just said, "This seems to be. I, I see a pattern in my mind of plowing, and building." And I'm like, "God, I uh, is this? This seems to be the only job for which I am suited." Turn to your neighbor and say, "I'm a bridge builder." You're a bridge builder and you don't even know it. And I'm going to show you today uh, how God is going to use you to build bridges. Because when you look back over the timeline of your life, I, I hope you see more buildings than burnings. Because the, 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 the burning of bridges is all those relationships and hopes, dreams. Sometimes it's just the simple aspirations of, of, and desires, New Year's resolution. We, we, hopefully, we see more bricks than we do burned. I, I pray that, God, we, we can look back over our life and we can see more built than destroyed. Yes. And that, that's the goal today. Can I encourage you that God's going to help you do that? And, and when you lay these bricks, it's awesome because you, you take a brick of faith and you walk it over and you're like, okay, I'm going to lay it down. And you lay it down, and you're like, I'm doing it. And God goes, here's 10 more. Because every brick you lay, he lays 10. I love the ROI on that. Because God always does more exceedingly, abundantly, above, beyond all you could ever think, ask, or imagine. So God's always going to help you in this equation. When you lay, Some of you don't think you lay bricks, but you do. When you came to church today, you laid a brick. When you opened up your Bible this week, you laid a brick. When you decided to forgive, you laid a brick. When you decided to not subscribe to the drama, you laid a brick. When you go ahead and you, go, you decided to walk in faith, you laid a brick. When you decided to be positive to people, you, just, you laid a brick. You're laying bricks and you don't even know it. It's a brick. Yeah. I knew we had some sinners in here. Yeah. Almighty, oh, mighty. mighty. <laughs> yeah, finally, we're lightening up. They're, we're laughing in here. I hope you're having a great time at home. But we're going to lay some bricks. I want to show you. When you go into this scripture and you begin, it starts off with Zacchaeus or Jesus, Jesus on his road and, and on this path. And it talks about how Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. I need to paint the picture of Zacchaeus so you can understand what happens through the rest of the story. Zacchaeus, now we know that there were disciples who were tax collectors, right? This was a chief tax collector. He's the boss, the big dog, right? He's in charge. He's a man of power. He's a man of stature. He's a man who's recognized in the community just by seeing him, not even know. I, I know him because of his power. He was a powerful, powerful man. And, 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 and other versions of the Bible, it talks about the depth of his power that he has. This guy had a tremendous authority. 
And so this, this guy was not only just powerful, but then on top of that, the Bible says, and he was rich, baby. This guy had money. Now, throughout this passage, you're never going to see one despairing word towards money. It's actually going to be very positive. And they said he was rich. Oh, it was a good thing. Jesus. Luke was calling out because he was like, hey, we went to his house. I saw what he had. I know him. He was, that was a rich dude right there. He was powerful and he was rich. See, sometimes in our mind, we hear the word rich and we think negative. Right now, you felt something negative when I said rich. Somebody taught you at a very young age that rich people are bad people. Somebody taught you that rich people are mean people, stingy people. Somebody taught you that wealth is something you work for. And, 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 you, and you, if you don't get make enough, you'll never be wealthy. But that's not how money works. Some people in the poverty mentality work for money. Wealthy mentality people make money work for them. I, I, I could, you give me $10,000 and I'll make it look like seventy. You give me you 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 give me fifty thousand dollars and I'll make it look like over a hundred, uh, and and that's that's the goal is is in the mentality of wealth we have to start changing because this is how you do it in counseling, they will tell you they'll talk to you and they'll speak some words for you like rich, money, wealth and then they'll ask you not what do you think, what do you feel, and some of us have this misconception of wealth that it is a negative thing and let me tell you it's not we need to change our mindset wealth is something the bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous i'm hey dude come on bring it on where's it god bless me and, and use me as a as a rich man to bless others yeah there are some kings and queens that are a part of this house that are being raised up to be wealthy men and women of god and as i as the pastor set the uh uh, uh set the vision you set the pace oh, oh let me can i preach for just a second when you have the ability to be generous you set the pace when I say, hey, let's build a big building, it, the, the, the generous people set the pace of how quickly we get there. Yeah. When I say, we're going to reach the world and we're going to give to the world, it's the people who, who are on their wallet that determine the, that how fast we get to reaching the world. It, it's not about, because, and I'll prove it to you. Did you know that in the church, not all of you, y'all, y'all are incredible saints. The, I'm talking about the sinners online. But the, the, we're, we're here, we all, like church people, I'm just kidding, those online, they're all mad, clicking off. Uh, 62%, 62% of our giving goes outside the church. Oh, hear me, for every Christian, that means Omar, that means, that means like 62% of the church's giving goes to everywhere but the church. And I'm not talking about the world, I'm talking about Christians. People who go to church and they receive the word and the worship and they get free childcare and they get all this stuff. And they're like, thank you. Where's my coffee and my latte? How come you guys don't have greeters today? Where's my sign today? Where's my hat today? Where's my shirt today? Y'all hear me? And we want, 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 want. We, we got to flip the script and say, okay, we got to, we're not here to do this because this looks like going backwards. But believe, y'all, who, I want to preach for a second. Y'all, y'all remember when we, back in the day, I grew up in church. We call them church members now, but we used to call them saints. Oh yeah. Y'all, uh, Tony, remember uh, we used to call them saints in the church. And, and when you met a saint, you met somebody who was powerful. I'm talking, when you said, oh, this is one of the saints of the church, you were talking about mama. You, she was come and she knew how to pray. She knew how to worship. She came into church and said, who can I minister to? Who am I looking for? And, and we, and we had saints who came in looking to bless, but we got a bunch of church members looking to receive. Oh, I, I knew it was going to be tough today, Lord. I, I, I hear what God is saying, and I, I'm, I'm trying to encourage us to go from the modern form of Christianity of receiving to giving. Greater is it for us to give than to receive. And so uh, we start off and we hear that the Zacchaeus guy, he's rich. Oh, he's rich. And then they say, oh, okay, but... He, he was not only rich and wealthy and powerful, he sought to see Jesus. Oh, I wonder if anybody's chasing the path of God today. 
see, Zacchaeus had, he was like, where's the path that Jesus is on? Where's the road that Jesus is coming down? Can I get on the path? I, I know he's coming. I know he's getting ready. I just want to be in position so I'm ready because it's your position that determines your blessing. And you got to get in position to say, God, I know you're on your way. See, some people are like, what are you doing going to church? It hasn't happened yet. What are you doing praying again? What are you doing reading your word again? What are you doing talking about Jesus again? Nothing's happened yet. And you're like, I know, but it's all right. I'm right in the pathway. And if I can seek Jesus, if I can get in his pathway, if I seek him out, oh, that's a good spot to say amen. Don't miss it. <laughs> because we need to seek the pathway. He sought it out. I wish I could preach half the message just on this one word, sought, seek, seek, and you will find, right? That, we, we talk about all these positions throughout the Bible that people would position themselves to be ready for what God, the woman, the Shunammite woman made a room for the prophet and the prophet blessed her with a child. All of a sudden, Elijah went to send his servant to the top of the mountain and the rain came coming because somebody sought the pathway of God and said, okay, I'm tired of living in the pathway of politics. I'm tired of living in the pathway of self-righteousness. I'm tired of living in the pathway of my pride and my ego. I'm tired of being tossed like the book of James says, to and fro. I want to be a sound man who stands ready in the pathway of God and says, okay, I'm not here. I'm not running there. I'm right here. Are you willing to leave the comfort of your home, his palace, to go to some dirt road to see if you might see Jesus? And I love the, the heart because Luke tells us the heart of Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus didn't go out saying, oh, well, I wonder what he's going to do. He had no need. Oh, who am, I, who am I talking to, right? He had no need whatsoever. All his needs were met. He was a Hebrew. He was a Jew. He was Everything was on lockdown. He had it taken care of. He had title. He had position. And he sought Jesus. Why? Because there was something longing in him to say, I don't need anything from you. Oh, I just want to be with you. Can I see Jesus today? Can I meet Jesus? If I can just touch Jesus. If I, just like the woman with the issue of blood, she didn't even need a word from Jesus. She just wanted to touch Jesus. Can I come out a little bit? And I just, I believe that we have to get in the pathway. What pathway have you been in? Some of us, sometimes we keep getting run over by these chariots and these carts and these troops because we're in the pathway of people. I'm in the pathway of desire. I'm in the pathway of the flesh. Instead of being in the pathway of purpose. And I need to be in the path of purpose because then I am positioned for what can come. It's powerful when you unlock your mind to say, I'm laying bricks, I'm building bridges. Somebody say, build a bridge. Because that, that was the first brick laid. He said, I, I'm seeking out. I wanna, I'm going to lay a brick. I'm going to find Jesus. And Jesus goes, you have no idea what's coming. You think you just want to see me, but I came to change your whole world. And, and Jesus knows it's coming. I love, I love how, can you imagine Jesus' look and demeanor? He's like, a couple miles, he'll be right there. Yeah, you see that tree? Yeah, he's going to be up in that tree. He knows, he's walking up, and he can feel it because he knew miles from where he could see him as Zacchaeus was waiting for him. And so, Zacchaeus, before he got him into the tree, the Bible says he couldn't get through the crowd. He knew the crowd would block his view because Zacchaeus was a short little guy, just a cute little guy. He's just a wee, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. It's a song singing day. And so you have, we have this Zacchaeus just as a little, I, I know y'all have heard my stories. I was five feet tall, 85 pounds. Going into high school, that's terrible. That's so sad. I feel bad for all the kids who are going into high school that tiny. I wasn't like Mark who's buff. I wasn't like, I wasn't big. I didn't have anything like that. I was just a scrub. There are books that weighed more than I did when I went into high school. 
I knew what it meant to be short. And I had a complex. I, I did. I, can I admit my short? I had a complex because I was a short man. They used to literally chant. They wrote signs, P-Wee, at the football games because I would be on the sideline and I'd be the little guy. And if we were winning enough, coach would put P-Wee in. And so at fourth quarter, we're like, yeah, we're up by 40. Put P-Wee in. Put P-Wee in. And I'm like, oh my. It was like, I was like, yeah, I want to play. But no, not like this. <laughs> and I, I get thrown out in the field and demolished <laughs> but I, I it was like this thing in me like I I felt like I was just a little guy I, I even grew to six foot and still felt like the little guy I I I, I even got big and I, and I and I still felt small can I ask you a question what do you do with the shortcomings in your life that you can't change he was short in stature. There are some shortcomings in our life, and all of us have shortcomings. I'm gonna it, like this is a rude awakening for all the perfect people out there. But you, we all have shortcomings. I'm gonna say it one more time. Four people. We all have shortcomings. Amen. We all have like it, right. Yeah, yeah, brother. Yes, I'm jacked up and need Jesus too. And we all have shortcomings. We got failures. We got hurts. We got sin. We got shame. We got pride. We got attitudes. Uh, we have a desire for unhealthy appetites. Um, and we, we have a lot of shortcomings in our life. And, 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 and those shortcomings, some of them feel like they've just been there forever. And some of them feel like, I don't know how to change this. How do you change a sinful nature that constantly reminds you you're sinful and shameful every morning? How, how, do you fit, how do you go beyond the nature of literally something you cannot change? I, I've, I've become a successful person. I'm a wealthy person. I have power and stature, but I still got this. Oh, if you could only see some of us, we think we hide it really well, but everybody sees it. We have this thing and we have this, this, uh, this issue. We have this shortcoming. The Bible says we've all fallen of the glory of God. We're never going to measure up to the standard. We cannot be holy. Our righteousness is as a filthy rags compared to his glory. So it's only when we admit I'm short that we can be tall. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying? It's only when I admit I'm weak that he can be my strength. It's only, it's only when I hump. Because how many have ever seen a rich man climb a tree? Oh, come on. I know a lot of rich people. Maybe one. No, I don't know a lot of rich people who would run because the Bible says, and he ran to the pathway of God. So that means he came out of his palace. He walked out in his robes and his decorative Lord, all this, and he hiked it up and he took off running down the road. This was all formality out the door. And he said, I'm getting in the pathway of Jesus and I know I'm short. Oh, somebody hear me. I know I've got failures. I know I've got issues. I know, I ha I know I'm not good enough, but God has planted a tree that I might maybe it's a tree of humility see this is your bridge you thought I was talking about a tree but sometimes your bridge looks different it'll look like a tree because your tree will be your destiny your tree will be God planted a tree for you and the bridge between where you are in disappointment and your destiny is one word decision write that down the bridge between disappointment and destiny is decision he made a decision, Josh, to, to take off running and say, I will get in the pathway of Jesus. And all of a sudden he shows up and there's a perfectly grown tree right there. You tell me that's by coincidence. I tell you, you got another thing coming because that tree studying sycamore trees, sycamore trees, it would have taken close to a hundred years to grow to a full size where a person could climb in the tree. So that tree was planted by Jesus long before Zacchaeus took his first breath and said, you know what? I'm planting a tree on a pathway because somebody's going to need a bridge to climb over their shortcomings, their failure. Oh, somebody help me go. You see where I'm going? And Jesus stretched wide on a tree knew long ago that he would use a tree to be a bridge in your life and when you step into the promises of God and you start making this we underestimate decision we we, we, we do we, we all the time we do we think everything is going to come by some super phenomenon 
uh, and it's not. It's going to come by us deciding today I'm going to smile. Oh, yeah. No, I woke up with a crick in my neck, and I'm in pain all over. But I'm going to smile today. Uh, You know what? I'm going to wake up happy today. I'm going to talk to my children in a soft, loving tone today. I'm going to go ahead and speak to my spouse well today. I'm going to decide to go to church today. I'm going to decide to pray today. I'm going to decide to worship today. I'm going to decide to praise God today. Sometimes your bridge is going to look like this, people. You build bridges by raising your hands. You build bridges by hitting your knees. You build bridges by opening that word of God. And you put a brick down every time because you're saying, I'm making a decision. Have I already sung that one song I have decided? It's Song Sunday, so why not? Y'all sing it. You remember? Old school. I have decided to follow Jesus. I don't sing good. Come on. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Right? I don't know if that's it. But I know that there's, it's in there, okay? And I have decided to follow Jesus. I'm not turning back. We underestimate the power of decision. The first thing I'm going to teach you today as we get ready for the next few weeks to preach on this series, and I'm going to preach about the vessel, and I'm going to preach about the altar, and I'm going to preach about other bridges that you have to build in your life, but the first bridge you must get down is the bridge of decision. The bridge of deciding, I will run after God. I will do whatever it takes. I will climb a stinking tree. I, I, will, I will get on the, the road like Paul did to Damascus. I know some of you are praying that right now. We're all going to get on that road to Damascus. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Cheesy pastor joke. We're, we're praying that we can get on, on the right path and seek after God. But it's a decision to get on the right path. To climb up that tree. That tree was planted for... Oh, okay, can I, can I speak to your heart? For every shortcoming in your life, God has a tree for your life. For, for every issue in your life, God put a tree in your path. For every time the enemy said you'll never see him, you won't get that high. You won't live that elevated life. You won't be able to... You're not big enough. You're not good enough. You're not rich enough. You're not strong enough. You're not wealthy enough. You don't have enough money. Every time the enemy tries to tell you you're not enough... God has a tree for it. God put a tree in the middle of the garden. God put a tree and put his son right on it. God put a tree for Zacchaeus and said, Zacchaeus, I made a tree for you. I put it in the pathway because I knew you'd come running. And Zacchaeus went climbing that tree. Oh, and I love that. Don't you? I see the bridge in this. I see how powerful it is. But then listen to what Jesus says. It says in verse 5, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. Everybody say, look up. Look up. up. He looked up, and then what? He looked up, and he saw Zacchaeus. Now, there's no conversation. Zacchaeus didn't say, oh, Jesus, I'm a fan. Oh, yeah, I like you, buddy. I've heard of all kinds of good stuff. He didn't say, hey, you know what? I'm really wealthy. I'd like to take you to my home. Man, I could cook dinner. We can have my servants wait on you, wash you, take care of you. Oh, it's going to be not one single word. Jesus looked up into the tree and saw and already knew that Zacchaeus had already humbled himself to climb up that stinking tree. And Zacchaeus says, Jesus said, make haste, come down. I'm going to your house. Because Jesus, when he looked up, he knew Zacchaeus' heart. He looked up and saw Zacchaeus' faith. He looked up into that tree. He looked up into that moment, I wonder how many times Jesus has looked up into the tree you were supposed to be in and you weren't there. Jesus is walking on that pathway that he said, I told you I'd be on here. I told you to get with that church. I told you to get in alignment with your faith. I told you to keep coming. I told you to keep praying. I told you to get, you heard the word and I spread it through my, my sons and daughters all the way to your home and your heart. And, 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 and you started wandering. I need you to get on the path. And when you see the tree of humility, I want you to start making the climb. Because when I get there and I look up, I want to look up and see my daughter. I want to look up and see my son. I want to look up and see Zacchaeus standing in the tree and saying, oh, I'm going to bless your house today. I'm coming to your home today. This is a good spot to give God some praise right here. Come on, you're going to miss it. If you're not clapping, you're going to miss it. I I want to be there. Can you, okay, let's flip the script. 
it could have been looking low. Jesus could have been in the crowd and said, Zacchaeus ran here to be in the path, and he could have looked down. Did you know God always looks up to you? Oh, hear me. God doesn't look down at you and say, you poor, pathetic thing. God looks up and says, man, I adore you. I want you in an elevated place. Uh, he's not, he's not, he, doesn't, he doesn't care that you're up there. It doesn't hurt him that you're elevated in your life. He wants you to feel that. He wants you to know, oh, that's good. I'm glad you're there. I'm glad you feel strong. I'm glad you have stature. I'm glad you have wealth. I'm glad you're doing good. I'm glad you got to go. I want to see you lift. I want to see you doing well. I want to see you in a high place. I want to bless you. And so he shows up and he says, let's go. So then when he says, let's go, it's very interesting because he's like, make haste. And I just, I underlined that word this morning when I was reviewing it because to me, it's like, okay, God, let's run, right? How, oh, don't you want God to show up to you today and say, let's run bridge church. Let's go somewhere. Let's change the world. Make haste. Hey, we got to get rid of the naysayers and the doubters. We got to go so fast. We outrun the complainers. Come on, make haste, make haste, make haste, make haste. Hey, if you're staying and dragging back, you're going to listen to all of them. But if you keep running with me, we're going to get so far ahead of them. You don't need, you don't even have time to discuss with them. You don't have time to reply. Oh, I'm going to preach. You don't have time to get into that conversation. There are people who get mad about what I wear. <laughs> Literally, I've had comments about my shoes, because you all know I like shoes. I've had different comments about all kinds of stuff. And you know what? If I stopped and took time for every single one of my haters just to reply and get into a, a, a debate that goes exactly nowhere, I've wasted that much time on my life. It's a, a seconds add up to minutes, minutes add up to hours, hours add up to weeks and months, and pretty soon you find yourself shortcoming in, in the purpose and destiny of God because you spent, you spent way too long talking to all the people who just want to hold you back, but God is saying, make haste. You got to let go. There's some people around here, they don't like you, but if we make haste to your house, I can bless your house. If we make haste and get out of here, I can get you into a healthy, thriving, good place, and I can bless you. But you got to run. So he, he says, let's go. But then they complain. And let me ask you this question that I asked first service. Jesus says, let's go through the whole picture. Jesus says, come down out of the tree. Zacchaeus had run there, climbed up the tree. And finally, when Jesus shows up after him waiting in the tree, Jesus shows up, says, make haste, let's go. And so right then, all of a sudden, everybody right there, it said, all of them started to complain. What do you do? When God says one thing and everybody says something different. What do you do when, when God says, I want you, Mark, I want you to build that huge multi-million dollar facility. And you got people around you saying, why Mark? Why them? Why this? Why that? Why, well, wait a second. How, 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 why are you going to let them? Why are you going to bless him? Why are you going to bring Jordan? How, not them. They're not good enough. And all the complainers start coming out. And all of a sudden, what, because I, what happens a lot of times is this. We hear from God and then all of a sudden we hear everybody around us saying the opposite. We're like, well, maybe I didn't hear God. Wow. Oh, yeah. Who am I preaching to? I, I'm preaching to a lot of people. I know I'm preaching to myself. I'll just say amen on that. I, I'm preaching to myself because you know what? I, when I hear God tell me something and then I hear everybody else saying something different, I'm like, did I hear God? Did God, that's why he said, make haste. You don't have time. If you listen to them, then you'll believe with them. But if you listen to me, you'll believe with me. But I got to get you moving quick. I got to get you out of here. I got to get you running again because you're going to get stuck if you get here. And, and, and we hear the voices of everybody else saying, that, that's impossible. God can't do that in Flagstaff. God can't do that in your business. God can't do that in your family. You, have, you are riddled with divorce. You're riddled with heartache. You're riddled with poverty. You are, there is nothing. You're never going to amount to And they just want to belittle you. And bring you down. Because if they can keep you where they like you, they'll control you. But you have to be able to say, oh, no, Jesus is coming to my house today. I'm, I'm, I'm running with God today. I'm on the right path today. I ran all the way here. I'm going to run all the way back. I'm running. I'm running. I'm running. Oh, 
I got to build my bridge. Josh, will you come? I know I'm going to close here in just a second, but I just really want to pour this last couple things into your heart. Because what happens next is powerful. Zacchaeus gets to his house, and we know he's at his house because he says, look. Look. Verse 8. Look. Look, Lord. So obviously he's showing Jesus and the disciples. Look at my house. Maybe it's not as great as we thought. Look at all my goods. Maybe there's not as much as we thought there would be. Maybe there's literally in his home, this is what I give to the poor and this is what I keep for myself. Maybe there's literally a physical demonstration. Oh, I, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Maybe there's a physical demonstration in there, in his home, that Jesus can see with his eyes that this man is a generous man. This man is a giving man. This man is a blessed man of God. Because he's not just telling him, he's saying, see. Oh, can God see your generosity? We talk about I'm a generous person all the time. I think everybody, the Bible says in Proverbs that every man would prove himself good. But, but we're not good without God. And if we can get to a place where we allow our shortcomings to be his strength in our life, we can get to a place where we really are generous. And we don't just say we are, we truly are. He's saying, look, I, I, when people are, are, are needing something, I give half of my possessions to the poor. We talk about in church a tithe. 10%. And man, when I bring up tithe, y'all have never seen the craziest faces I've ever looked at before. Not y'all. Y'all are saints and wonderful. I'm talking about sinners. But you, you, you look at this, some people, man, they, they look, you bring up money and they're like, it's like those bitter beer commercials again. Ugh, and they look mad. 10%. To, to, as a law of first fruits to put God first that he has commanded us to? Oh, man. But, but he gives half. I, I want to get to Zacchaeus. Jesus is a whole other level of generosity, Josh. But I, if I could get to Zacchaeus' level and give away this year, Emily and I, and I, I don't bring this up. We gave it at the beginning of the year, and I haven't talked about it. But we had a car that we weren't using, and we had somebody in need who needed a car. And, and this was the first year that Emily and I were able to just bless somebody and give a car away. And it was awesome. We loved it. It was such a beautiful moment. But then guess what? What I did privately that no one knew back in February... God, all of a sudden, he opens up a door, and I never thought I'd buy my own home. And God helped me buy a home this year and open the door, and it was beautiful. It was awesome. And, and I, I got to, because what you do in private, God will bless you in public. What, what, you see, some people see my blessings and want my blessings, but they don't want to do the sacrificing in private. I, I, there are sacrifices that you will make in private that God will turn around and say, hey, y'all have no idea what they've done. I'm going to bless them because what the sacrifice they're making, you may never know on this side of eternity. And you don't need to know. You don't deserve to know. But I'm going to show you how much I love them. God is blessing Glenn's house right now because of the sacrifices. I know this man and God has seen him do it. God is blessing blessing his family like crazy. Yeah, three claps. We can clap for that. God is doing. <clears throat> God is blessed. This church, we continue to give, we continue to give, we continue to give, we continue to give, and God says, I'm blessing you. You'll never go without. I'm going to take care of you because that's what we're called to do. We're called to reach out, and this, this series that we're on is not just a preaching series, but a giving series. And at the end of this year, I want to give an, take an offering at the end of this month and raise $100,000 this year. And that's a big, big jump, and that may seem like a big number, but pastors speak the vision from what God is saying. Generous people set the pace of how fast we get there. We move, the kingdom of God moves at the pace of generosity. And as generous people, because as, if we could step into that generosity and say, okay, Pastor Land just preached a message about a building. He talked about getting to thousands. He talked about, man, reaching the world, blessing the world. Okay, we'll get there as fast as we are generous. 
We, we want to get a bridge builder offering. Why? Because I got families in this church who are hurting and in need. And at December, I want to make sure their kids and families have food on the table, have what they need, and we're going to take care of them. We're going to take care of Crisis Pregnancy Center. We're going to give to Boys and Girls Club. We're going to give to World Missions in Turkey and Nepal. And we're going to give to Honduras. And we're going to give to Peru. And we're going to give to hospitals. We're going to give to Mexico. I want to give till it hurts. I want to give and give and give because when I get to heaven, when I get to heaven, God's going to ask me, what did you do with what I gave you? And I'm going to say, God, I got no regrets, baby. I gave it all. I gave everything I got. I gave it all away. We blessed. We gave. This year, because this is what Zacchaeus was telling Jesus. Jesus, I gave. I, I give. I got no regrets. Can you, let's say that together. Say no regrets. No regrets. 2020, crazy. Shut down, open back up, mass, no mass, racial tension, political wars, all t- turmoil, chaos. Pastor Landon opens up, does a service, two services, three services, outdoor service. Uh, we, I preach against racism and hate and violence and rioting. I pray for the police and I pray for every race. And co- I, when, see, when I was preaching and teaching throughout this whole year, I would preach one week and you'd think I was on your side. And then I'd preach the next week I'd be on someone else. Because I was constantly reminding everybody, I'm not on your side. I'm on God's side. And I'm going to stay right with what he told me to do. And it's a difficult word. The, the narrow is the road. And, I, and it's hard to navigate. It's easier to get on wide paths. It's easier to try to just blanket statements. It's easy to do, though, but it's hard to speak the truth in difficult times. And, and when you speak the truth and stay in your lane and do what God has called you to do, oh, I look back and I've given, we've given so much away and blessed so many people and done so much and opened our church doors back open. I got no regrets in 2020. I got no regrets about speaking peace and truth and love and hugging people and loving people and being there for people and watching over it. Uh, prayer drives, driving all over our city, praying for our city. I think we've forgotten what this church has done. We have seen thousands of people in Flagstaff not only recognize Bridge Church, but become a part of Bridge Church. And yet we forget about all of that. When we, we, and we forget about, and I look back and I'm like, I got, I got no regrets. Jesus, come into my home. Come into our house. Come into Bridge. We got no regrets in here. We're closing out 2020 strong. And we're going to finish being generous. And I'm going to do everything I can. We had incredible, I mean, opportunities throughout the whole year of wonderful ministry. And every single thing we have done and haven't done, I have no regrets. Because it was all led by the Holy Spirit. Don't listen to the complainers. You got no regrets. I need to close. So then this private demonstration of who he is with Jesus causes Jesus <laughs> causes I mean incites would be a good word Jesus to speak a blessing this is one of the only times Jesus speaks this in the New Testament until he dies and pours out his holy he said salvation will has come I'm here and I'm coming but no no he speaks this he says today salvation has come to this house and he said because of your and he says because also because why would he say that because he was saying because of your generosity and seeking after me and building them bridges. Let me ask you a quick question. I'm just thinking about this as, as the Holy Spirit speaking it to me. Everybody was there in that crowd. But Zacchaeus said he has given half to the poor. And he also said that he's given fourfold back to those who are full. I wonder if there were people in that crowd who had what they had because of the blessing of Zacchaeus. And still complained about Zacchaeus because it wasn't enough. Oh, yeah. You ever given something and it wasn't enough? You ever taken your kids somewhere and they're like, what's next? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, right? Amen. Yeah. You, you, ever, you ever done something for your spouse and then they're like, what else? You ever done something for the people of God and they all say, what else? Why not more? And they complain. He blessed them and blessed them and blessed them. And yet they all complained about him. 
the only one blessing that much in that city. He was a blessing to them. And Jesus said, no, salvation has come. But also because, so now he speaks, because you are a son of Abraham. What he was doing is, you used to be known as a tax collector, but I'm rebranding you. I'm re-identifying you. They saw you as the enemy. I'm showing you as a son. I'm showing you as a daughter. I'm showing you as a true heir to the kingdom of God. And I'm here to bless your house. And what the enemy took, I'm going to give back. I came to save that which was lost. I came to restore that what was taken. I came to give double, tenfold, hundredfold. What did the enemy took hope from you this year? Oh, 2021 is going to be double portion. The enemy took joy from you this year. God's going to pour it double back on you. What did the enemy, t- what did the enemy take from you? What did the enemy take? Because there's something that incited Jesus. To say, Zacchaeus, the enemy took your confidence. The enemy took you and made you feel like you weren't even a Hebrew anymore. But you were just some Roman guard, some Roman operator. But you are a son of Abraham. You are a daughter of the Most High. What did the devil take from you? I feel all authority in heaven and earth in my body right now. And I need somebody to catch a hold of this authority and understand that I'm not just preaching at you, but I'm trying to get something in you that what the enemy stole from you in 2020, what he took from us as a nation, as a body of believers, Damn the devil and the horse he got that carried him in. He will not have victory. Zacchaeus built a bridge and it was called a sycamore tree. And he climbed and he said, God, I have everything I need except there's this hole in me where I don't feel like I'm enough. And I never tell anybody that I'm hurting. In fact, you'd probably think I've got it all together and I'm good. And, and, I, and I look really good on the outside. And I've got it all together in certain areas of my life, but I'm so damaged and hurting, I couldn't tell anybody. And that's why Jesus shows up to Zacchaeus' house. Because if it wasn't personal, it wouldn't be powerful. And he said, Zacchaeus, I don't want to just speak to you. I want to come to your home. Because there's something that the enemy tried to talk you into. There's something that the enemy took from you. And I'm here to give it back to you. He took back, oh, he took that, did he? What did he take? Tell me. Zacchaeus didn't even need to say it. That's why it was so important. Remember when he said, Lord, look. See, Zacchaeus, on one level, in the natural, Zacchaeus thinks Jesus is looking at his goods. I hear you. He thinks he's looking at his goods, but, but Jesus isn't looking at his goods. He's looking at the goodness in him. And he says, okay, I'm not just looking at what you have around you. I'm looking at the depths of who you are in you. And I'm here to not unlock some another level of riches for you. I'm, un, I'm, here, to, I'm here to give you eternal riches. I, everything that he took, coming back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything he took is coming back. You want to be a bridge builder? God's about to bring it all back for you. You want to be a bridge builder? God's about to restore tenfold. You want to be a bridge builder? You want to be generous? You want to be giving? You want to seek after the path of God? You want to climb that tree? Oh, come on, Bridge Church. We're going to see God bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Oh, I'm a, I am a bridge builder. And I am an inheritor of the promises of God. Stay standing, because y'all, if y'all sit back, y'all know I'm a preach. I, 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 I want to, I got to close, but I just have to encourage, implore you to understand. I want you to make a list. I, I want, this is what I want. Everybody online and everybody in house, when you go home today, I want you to make a list of everything the enemy took from you. A feeling, a thing, a person, a place. What did he take? I want you to write it down and say, God, this is what he took from me. And God's going to show up and say, what did he do? 
Isn't that what he even did for Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve, where are you? You're hiding? Why? We're shameful. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who, who took that from you? Who told you that? And then what did God do? The Bible says that the Lord got an animal sacri- and covered him, clothed him, dressed him. They never worn clothes before. It means he had to physically do it for them. Clothe him. What the enemy took from you, God's going to restore back to you. What the enemy took from you, God is going to restore back to you. Life, hope, love, joy, purpose, destiny. With that bridge from disappointment and heartache and pain to over here of that destiny and dreaming is the decision bridge. And you're deciding right now, I'm going to be in the pathway. I'm going to be on that bridge. I'm going to be in that tree when he looks up. And when he sees me in the tree, he's going to say, make haste. I got to bless your home today. And he's going to come back and bless your home, bless your heart, bless your life. Oh, Holy Spirit, we hear it. We hear the authority from heaven and earth today. And I pray a blessing on each and every person streaming, tuning in, in house. God, you're about to bring it back. This is a bridge builder series, God, where we're not only preaching and teaching, we're going to see the manifestation of the power of the living God exhorted in this place. And I thank you, God. You are exalted here. You are welcome here. We're gladly as Zacchaeus did, joyfully embrace you and welcome you into our home. And Lord, we thank you for today. We receive this. We receive this word today. And we're going to be the bridge builder you called and created us to be. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Amen. Let's give God some praise. Awesome. So get ready. Get ready. Start, don't, no, start dreaming about 2021. Start, start, I'm going to prophesy. I I know I'm over, but I'm going to prophesy. I know God called me to help you build that. I don't know what a multi-million dollar, I don't know if it's a church and boys and girls club with gyms and facility, a whole shopping center, whatever it looks like. There's a dream in your heart in the name of Jesus. Stretch your hands towards Mark. Lord, I pray right now, God, that you would bless him. God, that you would increase him. God, that you would use him and provide for the dream that is within them and I thank you God they're a unit they're a team and what you have brought together God they're dreaming together with and Lord I thank you God that they're going to be used as a conduit for your will in this earth and if we can be a piece of that blessing use us I thank you Lord in Jesus name it's coming to pass it's coming to pass God's going to do it God's going to do it he'll do it he'll do it Let's speak this bridge declaration with power, fervency, be dismissed. Make sure you are here next Sunday as we build on this series. Ready? I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best because I am a bridge builder. Amen. God bless you. We're so glad you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision, whether that was dedicating your life to Christ or rededicating your life to Christ, send us an email at info at weirbridge.church and let us know you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you're joining our Bridge Church family online for the first time, we have a very special gift for you. Send us an email at info at weirbridge.church to share some information on where we can send you that gift. We're so glad you joined us today and we can't wait to see you soon. Be sure to stay connected because we're so much better. Together. Together.